Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be here today after what we saw last night, but even more important than what we saw last night. I'm excited for who I am sitting next to virtually, digitally. I'm not sure what to put there. Um, Steph Stragosaurus, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, the 49ers got a win yesterday. It's just the preseason, but I thought the the team looked good. So I'm really pumped to talk about it today. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff and a kind of the overarching theme we got today. What did the 49ers or what were the 49ers able to prove through personnel, through, you know, larger narratives, things like that? We're going to dive into a bunch that we saw last night. But um, if you haven't already, you have got to go and follow this incredible person on Twitter, at Stragosaurus um, on Twitter, or on YouTube, at Stragosaurus is her channel. She runs the 49 Carrots. She's also on 49ers Goldmine. She's everywhere. And if you've been on Twitter, uh, you've seen her. She's been covering the – she went up – she traveled to the freaking Vikings, you know, training camp practices and all that stuff. She was featured on Pat McAfee. <laughs> Can you walk through uh, – when you saw that video for the first time, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, someone like tagged me in it and I was like, wait, what? Like, really? Because the video <laughs> was getting a lot of views and being shared a lot through 49ers Twitter. And so it maybe got on the first day like 100K views just from, you know, people, local fans, you know, just uh, sharing and whatnot. And so I thought it was just going to be that. But, you know, when I saw the Pat McAfee clip, I was like, whoa, really? Like, that's, that's awesome. I mean, uh, Definitely feels like a uh, um, 
I'm forgetting the word, but uh, oh, oh, rite of passage in a way. Uh, so definitely, it feels good to get to that point a little bit. <laughs> and and I, it's well deserved, you know. Steph, she's come out. We've hung out together a couple times uh, on the course of last year, and just such a positive person. Uh, your energy and everything that you bring, and so I wanted to have you on. I reached out and I was like, "Man, we got to get we got to get Steph on." It's been too long. So uh, anyway, without further ado, let's jump into this. The game overwhelmingly, I felt like, was very positive for the 49ers. The offense struggled a little early. Defense, I felt like, was solid throughout. Was there one or two players that kind of stood out to you more um, than any others just coming away from last night? Whose stock kind of increased? Who proved themselves that they belong on this 53-man roster um, after just that quick watch last night? Well, there are a few players, but I'm going to give you one on defense, one on offense. And the one on defense, you guys probably all know who I'm going to say. That man, Drake Jackson, the freak. Um, I mean, he absolutely blew me away. And, I mean, this is the type of thing we've been seeing all throughout training camp and the joint practices as well. But to see it in a game, you know, it just, you know, it feels all the more better. And he was just out there, um, an absolute menace. A lot of back-to-back you know, plays where he was making an impact and, you know, forcing the the quarterback to get the ball out quickly. And those are the type of things that you want to see. To me, Drake Jackson uh, probably deserves to get a look, not just for the 53. I mean, obviously he's going to make the 53. I would say he deserves more first team reps. It's getting close. And, you know, he got, I, I counted 28 snaps last night, 10 against the run, 18 against the pass. And this is what's crazy to me. He got four pressures on only 18 pass rush snaps. Um, he had the highest true pass rush rate with the 82.1 in the game for either team. And on top of that, he had two r- solo run stops and had the highest run defensive grade of any defender for the 49ers. So, We've labeled, and probably myself included, he's a pass rush specialist, but maybe not so fast. And I think, you know, as you said, you know, not only 53, but pushing those starter snaps, I think 28 is a good spot for him to be, whether it's preseason or regular season. That's about where I want him. Now, I've gotten asked this. I'm curious your thoughts. I don't think there's any chance he can push Samson early in the season. I don't think the Niners really want that. Yeah. But if you had to guess, and kind of put you know a time period on this. When do you expect Drake Jackson to finally be that starter opposite of Nick Bosa, uh, down in, down out, going into the season? Um, I know I put it. I didn't. I never prefaced like, these questions, so sorry about that. I always want to see oh, that. No, the no, it's all good. Um, I mean, I, I, I like him a lot, and I think. Yes, I guess I get the like roster politics of it. I mean, Ebukam's been here and he's also good as well. Um, don't want to take anything from him, but I think maybe by week five. Oh I, oh. I would like to see it at least. I would oh. like to see it. I would like to see it. And and I'll say this, like this is a great problem for the 49ers to have, right? Because they've got so much talent everywhere. There's so many guys, but yeah, like Samson Ebicom, Charles Amenehu, and Drake Jackson, those are kind of the three 
that I'm like, okay, that's starter quality players. And then you've got kind of your back end defensive ends who, and no slight to them, Kamiko Ture, Jordan Willis, like I might even uh, carry Hyder. There's just such a plethora um, to use the three amigos. It's so much talent there. Now, uh, we got a question here, a comment. The Ag, he asked this. I asked him at joint practices this week about teaming up with Bosa. He smiled and said they are going to make quarterbacks' lives miserable. And, you know, here's what's crazy. that One of the things that I like most about Drake Jackson, just the pick in general, is that it's a perfect situation to plug in a pass rusher. And he was asked after the game, and I cut this clip, uh, this is Drake just talking about on what it means to be successful with this team. Of who I'm with, um, my vets are probably the best vets out, you know. And for two, this is how this is what I've been playing my whole life, you know, D-line coming off the edge. And uh, with this type of, I say, package that they put me in, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, all I got to do is attack all the time, like, that's all that's all I could ever wonder or all I could ever, you know, want. And oh, it's exciting to hear, baby. I get I get like juice because he doesn't have to be the guy. Think about if he was drafted by I don't know, Seattle or one of those teams. He would have to be the down in down out starter immediately. But that's not what he has to do. He gets to come in and just learn. And he says my vets. I like that. I like him taking possession. My vets. Um, but yeah, so Steph, you say coming in starting week four, week five around that area, he should be pushing for snaps. And if that happens, whew, that's going to be exciting. And to kind of like justify like why I, I think that, I mean, yeah, I think when he first got drafted, we were like, yeah, he's not going to need to do much. He'll come in in those situational downs and just like, like he said, attack the quarterback. Um, but one thing I would argue is that he's shown the ability to do a little bit more than that already. And I think that's what, you know, we weren't really expecting to see him have this big of an impact this quickly. At least I, I didn't, I thought he'd come out a little bit more raw, right. you know, I th- I thought he'd have some splash plays here and there, but it's almost every down where I'm seeing really good reps from him, even the ones where he's not making a direct impact on the play. Like I see things that I like. Um, he always puts his hand up uh, at, at the line. If you know, he always keeps his eyes on the quarterback. If he's not quite close to him, he's going to get his hands up, try to, you know, uh, impact that throw. But yeah, I mean, I just think, and, and as you mentioned, the, the run stops as well. Like that's something that I don't think we were, prepared for him to have an impact on so early in the season and yet you know he's showing that that could be an important part of his game as well so to me it seems like yeah he's learning but he's learning quickly I would say and credit to the vets who are you know uh putting him under his wing under their wing and uh showing him the ropes I I think he's he's gonna be a problem for this defensive or other offensive line opposing offensive lines for sure did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props, 
Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, you know, going back to playing time for him, when D'Amico was asked in a press conference about a month ago, you know, how's Drake progressing? All he talked about was, well, he's got to learn his run fits, and he's got to understand that. So it's similar to, you know, whenever we see running backs, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, we see the the rushing plays, and we're just like, oh, get him in there. That's not why running backs sit the bench. They sent the bitch because they can't protect the quarterback in pass pro. And the same thing with pass rushers. That's great. You can rush the passer. That's awesome. That's why we drafted you. You don't see the field until you can do your run game assignments. And that's one of the things that's most promising to me about Drake is that you can put him in. He's not a liability. I see a big pop. He says, in Kaseric, I trust. And will trust. He says, will trust. Yeah, Kaseric's incredible. Now, Steph, before I jumped in and cut you off, I apologize about that. You had an offensive player. That you oh, yeah. wanted to highlight that stood out as well. Who 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 did you have? Who tabbed the the Steph offensive player versus the Vikings? Look, this one's not going to be a surprise to people as well. I'm going to say Jordan Mason oh, um, because okay. <laughs> we, we, we're perfect. all like we're all on the Jordan Mason train, the hype train at this point, and for good reason. I think, especially with what we've seen from you know Trey Sermon and. A little bit of TDP, although I thought TDP had a good game in in this one compared to uh, the last preseason game. Uh, but Jordan Mason, like when he goes out there, he just looks like he belongs. He makes guys miss. Um, he's very quick and decisive. And not only it's good to be decisive, but you also want to make the right decision, right? <laughs> so it's not just about making a quick decision. It's about making the right one. And Jordan Mason seems to have that. He's he also has some nice wiggle, you know, when he, yeah. when he runs in between like the tackles and everything like that. So I like what I see out of um, out of him, and definitely someone I'm really excited about. But at the same time, it makes you wonder, you know, is he going to survive roster cuts? Just the the politics of it all. I, I I don't know. I would like to see him on this team, but I also understand that they're very deep at the position right now so uh it'll be interesting to see what they do it's bittersweet you know again we've we were in positions recently where we had our number five running back as our number one for the season because of all the injuries thankfully people seem to be staying relatively healthy i know elijah mitchell's got his hamstring but i went back and looked at attempts and missed tackles from last night here we go uh and this is the good and the bad of the way the running backs are shaking out trey sermon Five rushing attempts, zero missed tackles forced. Hasty, three rushing attempts, one. All right, that's pretty good. TDP, 10 rushing attempts, three missed tackles forced. And Jordan Mason, nine attempts, six missed tackles forced. So 
You've got Jordan Mason with more missed tackles forced than TDP, Hasty, and Trey Sermon combined with fewer touches. He just passed the eye test. And I saw somebody put up in the comments. Here we go. Big Papa again. He's he's crushing it. He knows his football. Need to see Jordan Mason go against some number ones. Yes. Yeah, he's going against the number threes. Like, let's see a little bit more of that balance. Now, here's my question to you, Steph. We know what Jordan Mason is. Do you try to hide him in this week three preseason? Or do you just let him, you let him be a peacock and spread those feathers and fly, baby, uh, and just see what happens? Because do you try to hide him? And sneak them through cuts, or do you just want you want to see what he is? Uh, that yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I would try to hide him, but I feel like historically the 49ers haven't really done that with their running backs. I mean, mm-hmm. if you recall a few years ago, Jamichael Hasty kind of had he was like all all pro preseason, like yes. <laughs> putting up, you know, crazy numbers. And you know, the 49ers didn't shy away from letting him like, you know, uh carry the rock and have him have have his shine and he ended up getting cut and then going to the practice squad so luckily you know he didn't get picked up by anyone but that's always the risk you take but like I said I don't the 49ers don't seem like the kind of team that hides their running backs and you know good or bad right um I feel like a lot of the Jordan Mason hype is contained to you know, 49er fandom circle, at least so far. Now, if that gets to a national scale, it, yeah, there might be a bigger chance of another team picking him up. But I think like it's been pretty contained so far. But like you said, if they let him loose in the next preseason game, it might be a different story. Um, But I also feel like we can agree that Probably Jamichael Hasty and Jordan Mason are are on the outside looking in just because of where they are in the depth chart um, currently, right? So I, I would say that Jamichael Hasty, he's been cut by this team uh, at roster cuts a few times now. So I feel like they could get away with cutting him again, Hasty that is, and having him go on the practice squad and maybe keeping Jordan Mason around. That is if they do feel like there is a threat out there for someone to pick up Mason. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Cause I, I would say Trey Sermon has, he has been, you know, leaving a little bit to be desired. So yeah, those other guys have definitely, you know, stepped up. Yeah. And that's the thing. You look, you, you talk about hasty. If you just look at the running back rotation, you're completely correct. Hasty and Mason are on the outside looking in. But make no mistake, those by far are the best two running backs through preseason, through training camp. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. TDP's yeah. shown flashes, and because of the draft pedigree that he has, he's making this roster guaranteed. But it's weird. Um, and uh, Kali says, if we cut Mason, Mason's gone. That's kind of what you got to look at. Now, I, I saw this uh, put up today. I, I, I just snatched this from the interwebs just a while ago. This is a picture of the gridiron gain. Uh, I, have you seen this? This is the Shanahan no. coaching awesome. tree. I did not create this. Uh, this is a Bleacher Report production. But uh, there's four head coaches underneath Shanahan. McFloor, Sala, McVay, and McDaniel. McVay has three under him. Staley, Zach Taylor, O'Connell, and then Nathan Hackett under LaFleur. Like, that's eight coaches Head coaches in this league got a lot of guys that are running a Shanahan type system. Mm-hmm. Shanahan running backs, uh, they seem to be yeah. pretty coveted. So, okay, let, let me change and phrase the question this way. 
I want you to go through Sermon, Hasty, Jeff Wilson, and Mason. And tell me which ones have the highest likelihood of being claimed by somebody else. So Jeff Wilson, Hasty, Trey Sermon, and Jordan Mason. Who is the most likely to be claimed by another team if all of them got waived? I know that's not going to happen. But I'm curious. I, I like this sneaky, like, let's try to slip them in to the practice squad game. So out mm-hmm. of those four, who's the most likely to be claimed by another team? Um... I would say Jeff Wilson Jr., Trey Sermon. And I only say Trey Sermon because there might be another team that would be willing to take a chance on him, just, you know, him being a a former third-round pick. It's only his second season, you know. Uh, Another team I could see wanting to take a flyer on that. Sure, why not? Um, And then Jeff Wilson Jr., I mean, he's underrated, man. I And even I forget about him sometimes because, like, this group is so deep and he did miss some of camp. Um, But this team loves him, and I could totally see another one of those guys, I mean, uh, wanting to swoop him up as well should he have been cut. So Yeah. I, I think the Jets, the Ag Fox says Miami or the Jets are risk to claim any of our dudes. Miami has all of our running backs. They have like seven running backs on their yes. roster. So I think they're kind of packed full. The Jets, however, I could definitely see that. I know they're one and two seem to be pretty fit uh, with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. But yeah, there's guys out there. Now, okay, let me, let's flip this question. Of those four running backs, Wilson, Hasty, Sermon, and Mason, who's the least likely? to be claimed from somebody else. Um, probably hasty. I think I agree with you. I agree with you completely. And so that makes me think two of those guys are getting cut period. Yeah. I mean, just the numbers, unless an injury takes place or unless Shetty, we talked about this last night, does something sneaky where he says, Hey, Trey Sermon, guess what? You just sprained your ankle. What? Yeah. You sprained your ankle. You're going on IR. <laughs> like, the mystery, I'm fine, coach. Nope. Yeah. The mystery, hurt. uh, Entry. Yeah, they see that's what they do. Instead of uh, you know, hiding their running backs, they just give one of them a mystery injury. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Ness said, and Bill Wash is God in this coaching tree. Yeah, you're not wrong. He he oversees it all, man. Shout out to Bill Wash. We can't talk about that guy enough. Now, another promising undrafted free agent, because that's what preseason's about, baby. Um, Jason Poe. He's just He's just so damn entertaining. It's this little bitty muscle hamster out there compared to the other offensive linemen. He's downsized, but he's mean as hell. And yeah, look at the Ag Fox. Poe needs some love. What were your thoughts on Jason Poe um, at his second preseason game? Yeah, I mean, I thought he did well. I watched the game. uh, I was watching like the last bit over um, this morning. And I think I only saw him get beat once. And it wasn't like a bad uh, lost. Granted, I wasn't watching the offensive line like under a microscope or anything, but I was taking notice when guys were getting beat, and I didn't see much of that with Jason Poe. So it must have been a really good day for him, and that's pretty much what we've seen from him throughout training camp. He's been someone who you know, has flashed and it's very surprising because he's, he is so tiny out there, especially like seeing him in person next to the other guys on the offensive line and the defensive line. Like he just looks so tiny. And, but I think that helps him out to an extent, right? He has a lower center of gravity, uh, low man wins. Right. So he has that right off the bat. And uh, it, I mean, it's just nice to see 
definitely would like to see him stick around, you know, I don't know if he'll make the 53, but at least like on the practice squad, I, I definitely think he's someone who this team is going to like and try to keep for the future. Yeah. It's my thing with him is his flashes of brilliance are incredible. His inexperience and rawness is constantly being portrayed as well. So, for example, uh, the first preseason game against the Packers, he had the highest run blocking grade of the entire team, like a 90.3. He also had the lowest pass blocking grade in the same game with like a 12.7. Then week two, he has the highest pass blocking grade for the entire team and one of the lowest running uh, blocking grades. He's just not consistent yet. Um, The nuance of the position is just new to him and it's just going to take time. And I know I I can single out, you know, we're going to go through all of the film, which I just got alerted uh, for everybody Uh, just got all our coaching tapes. So those breakdowns are going to commence. Uh, So if you haven't checked us out on Patreon yet, please do so patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. Every single offensive play, defensive play, special teams play broken down throughout the whole season and preseason all on Patreon. But, you know, again, he just needs time. He needs time. And he's not – I, me personally, I'm not projecting him to make this roster currently. And the fact mm-hmm. that Colton McKivitz got a pass to even suit up, they're keeping McKivitz as that kind of swing tackle slash guard. Daniel Brunskill's making this roster no matter what. You only keep eight. You only yeah. keep eight linemen. So those numbers are getting spared. Uh, there's one guy available, and that's between Nick Zakil, Jalen Moore, Jason Poe, Justin School. Um, you can go even, you know, who had a terrible game, Mills. There's lots of guys there. Only one of those guys is going to make it. Do you have a dark horse candidate for that eighth o- offensive line spot making the roster? Um, I thought Mills was up and down. I mean, he yeah. has shown some things in, in camp that, you know, I kind of liked, but he did struggle a bit. Um, I will say T.Y. McGill was given <laughs> that line problems. Uh, Vikings defensive lineman. A lot He's of the. Yeah, a lot of the times that I saw our guys being beat, it was it was against McGill. Um, so make of that what you will. But yeah, I mean, I thought that college had a pretty rough go too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he gave up one pressure, one quarterback hit, and he didn't get near as many snaps as everybody else. I thought he was injured when they took him out, but apparently no injury there. But I, I was expecting him to be on the injury report. I saw Sutherland as well. He had a couple bad snaps, two in a row that you know were pretty bad, one against McGill. Um, and then he had the false start as well. So Right now, you can get 20% off your PFF subscription if you use the code PFF20. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, fantasy football rankings and projections, data and grades from the entire 2021 season and upcoming 2022 season, and much more. Support PFF and use promo code PFF20 for 20% off your PFF subscription. Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you get, you know, deeper in here. Okay, so what are the options? Okay, so of these guys, because again, Colton McKivitz, he's making this roster, I feel like, and... Uh, Daniel Brunskill, he's making this roster. So only one of these players gets – you get to decide. It's your choice. Okay. Jason Poe, Jordan Mills, Justin School, Keaton Sutherland, Nick Zakil, Sam Schluter, Donovan West. One of those guys. That's it. That's all we got room for. Um, you're on the hot I seat. would probably give the edge to School. I actually thought he played a good game. I didn't see him get beat 
either. Again, I wasn't looking at the offensive line under a microscope, but from what I saw, I didn't, I didn't see him get beat. So I think school did well. Um, and also like he's been on this team for some time now. So I think he has the edge there, um, you know, on that. So some of these other guys, you can afford to cut them and, you know, they can go to your practice squad. If you really like them, I can't imagine any of them really being highly yeah. coveted to get like swooped. So, you know, you're going to get a chance to have them on the practice squad and learn a little bit and, you know, try again next year. You know, I'll say this about school. He never needs to play on the right side of the line again. He is at his best on the left. If you go back to the 2019 season, whenever he stepped in for Staley when he was hurt, left side incredible. You put him on the right side, you're asking for trouble. And so some players you just got to understand, it just doesn't work on both sides. Uh, Big Papa asked this, what was Poe's PFF grade? Um, he had two grades, 84.8 pass blocking against the Vikings and a 49.9 run blocking. So again, yeah, hot and cold, baby. That's just kind of what he looks like now another (laughs) exactly right now another player that i was really really proud of and we saw him in a new kind of angle diamador lenore demo Mm -hmm. um he got some slot snaps finally i don't know what the hell took so long to put him there um finished with the highest pass coverage grade of the 49ers um what were your thoughts on him um did you get to see any flashes or uh, just initial impression seeing him play a new position Yeah, I mean, I thought he had a really good game. He's someone that I really like. I know there's been a lot of up and downs for him as well. Certainly in in the last two joint practices with the Vikings, there was some struggles. But I thought on the second practice day, um, he really turned it up. And he brought a little bit more uh, aggression, trying to get those pass breakups. And so that translated to this game. We saw a couple of pass breakups from him, one in the fourth quarter, which I liked on the attempt to uh, Albert Wilson. So... Yeah, I mean, definitely I wonder if the change of position is somewhat also for Quantrez Knight because Quantrez Knight was the backup um, nickel corner, and I saw him playing some safety snaps out there, So, which he could do. And if you want to keep Quantrez Knight around, I don't know if they will, but there are some injuries at safety right now, so maybe they you know, want to keep him around, not sure, but... Uh, the positional versatility of both of those guys really can help them, uh, you know, carve out a role on this team, whether it be on the 53 or the practice squad. I think Lenore definitely makes a 53, but Quantrez Knight, on the other hand, he might, you know, go to the practice squad. I'm scared for Quantrez Knight. I feel like he's the newest adaptation of Dante Johnson. And I mean that in the best way possible, but I feel like he's got to be like off and on, off and on can play all the positions, I'm excited about Quantrez Knight. I really, Thank really you. am excited about he him. He's, he's he's fun. Now, I, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Uh, probably first, Javon Kinlaw. Um, the, the man, uh, David says, I'm so happy with what I am seeing from Kinlaw. He showed out so much so. Uh, here's Kyle Shanahan's comments right after the game on Kinlaw. Um, sorry for the audio issues on this one. It was rough capturing these, but uh, this is Coach Shanahan talking about Javon Kinlaw. We were real happy for him. We knew, um, you know, we kept most of our, we kept, I think, all of our starters out. But um, Javon, we wanted to play tonight just because we know traveling tomorrow or traveling on Wednesday, it's going to be short. So we thought it'd be safer to get his playing time tonight the next week. So uh, he did an awesome job and took advantage of it. 
It's just smart because now he's got two and a half weeks. If some mm-hmm. setback took place, he was going to have time to get ready for week one uh, with the recovery in the knee. But huge check mark. Are, what's your confidence level on Javon Kinlaw moving into the season, Steph? Yeah, and I'm glad uh, Kyle explained why he did get so many snaps tonight, and I, that does make a lot of sense. I'm glad they're being smart with him. Um, yeah, I mean, for Kinlaw, this is exactly what we saw throughout camp. One, I mean, you you guys saw his body in the, in the video that I posted. That's this guy you, has yeah. Definitely Thanks gotten to you. in shape. <laughs> he's definitely gotten in shape uh, this season, and he's looking a lot like Nick Bosa out there with the with the big thighs and all that. And I think that's helping him out as well. I mean, talent was never the issue with Kinlaw. You know, it's it's always been his availability, and you know, not always being at one hundred percent. But right now, I would say he definitely looks one hundred percent. You know, he got the sack on Mond on third down um, in the first quarter, uh, where he got through Ed Ingram. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Um, <laughs> and then another near sack late in the second quarter uh, where he beat uh, Kyle Hinton. And, I mean, those are just the kind of things that, you know, we'd see from him all the time. I feel like he's going to be demanding a lot of double teams uh, for this defensive line, and that's a really good thing because it's going to open things up for, you know, Nick Bosa, Ebukam, you know, those guys on the edge. Um and you know what? If they want to double team Nick Bosa, you're gonna to have to deal with Kinlaw coming up the middle. He's probably gonna beat your guy. So it, it's a pick your poison on this defensive line, and Kinlaw looks really good. And hopefully, he can stay healthy the entire season. Yeah, I love the comments about the squirrel diet. The Ag Fox, he says <laughs> it's official. I'm adding squirrel to my diet. That dude is chiseled. Uh, he is. Mm-hmm. And Kinlaw was asked in the locker room. Um, just about how he feels. And I thought this is awesome. Again, uh, audio might be a little soft, but this is incredible. This is Ken Law himself talking after the game. Stuff like that, but when you're coming into a new league and learning all type of nuances of the game, it's a lot getting thrown at you. You kind of forget about, like, just playing football, like just having fun, you know. So I feel like I'm finally getting back to having fun and, you know, just really – being a kid again, you know, now that I'm not in any pain. So that's huge. Playing through knee pain, not fun. Trust me. I'm turning 40 here in a couple weeks. Lots of pain. But being able just to go out there and have fun, and you see it in everything that Javon Kinlaw is. He's smiling. He's joking mm-hmm. around all the time. But whenever it's in between those lines, he is going 100%. And so being able to see, I love it, big mook dog from Sean, like, it changes things. If Javon Kinlaw, I, I don't need six sacks. I don't need four sacks. I don't care about that. Yeah, that's added. I need somebody that is going to stuff the middle of the field consistently next to Eric Armstead and allow the best linebacking core in the NFL to just hunt. That's what I need. Take exactly. a couple blockers away from Bosa. Take a couple blockers away from Drake Jackson. That's what you need. That solid force in the middle. And, man, I don't know. I feel really, really good about Kinlaw. Um, I'm glad glad you brought that up because I feel like a lot of fans, if a guy isn't filling up his stat sheet, they think he's terrible. And that isn't always the case. Um, Kinlaw, you know, even if he doesn't get a lot of sacks this year, even if he doesn't get a lot of tackles, like you said, he's going to be that guy that's going to be plugging up the middle and opening things up for other guys. And that in itself is a huge contribution. It's it's chess, not checkers. 
You know what I mean? And I get it. The stat watching and the stat scouting, it's a real thing. And I understand that. But yeah, there's more to it than that. And <laughs> look at Niner by nature. He says, sack that like button, which I ain't even mad at. And I, I'm going to say this uh, real quick. The best way to support the channel, here you go. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button. And right next to that subscribe button is the bell. Once you click on that, click all. That way, anytime we go live, you will get notified. And you will be able to enter into all of the giveaways that we do for Countdown Crew. And to be honest with you, it is by far the best way to support our channel. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on all notifications. Awesome. John, that's oh. a very clever way to uh, show people like how to subscribe. Because I... I was just thinking to myself, I got to get like a little animation that shows people like subscribe, subscribe. That That's really clever. I got to <laughs> give a shout out to my man, Phil. He made that and sent the gift to me. And then I put my voice over the top of it. So Phil, if you're out there, man, you're incredible. So I want to say thank you. I'm so bad at marketing. I'm so bad at promoting. No, I'm bad at those now. things. Look at, your, look at your backdrop over there. This it's not my idea. Here. I didn't make this. <laughs> I, I paid somebody uh, and they told me I should do it. And so like, again, almost everything we do on this damn channel is because people are saying hey man you should do this uh and i just listen because i know i could i could talk film i could watch film i could break down film 20 hours a day and be very happy but man every all the other stuff is i'm bad at but i am good at giveaways and we are going to be giving away two tickets to the home opener seattle low on the 20 yard line 18 rows up it's going to be an absolute day i mean those are some expensive tickets but we're going to be giving away for free and it's not even me Angel from the community wants to share those. So turning on that notification bell is going to help. We're going to be doing that giveaway this week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Now, Steph, I would be remiss if we got out of here and I didn't know more about your channel and your schedule and some upcoming shows and how we can support you because you're just too damn good at what you do. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, 49 Carats Podcast. If you guys like the audio listening, if you prefer that, I'm on – uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all of the major podcasting platforms. Um, you can look for it under 49 Carats Podcast or 49K Space Pod. And as well as on YouTube, I mean, I'm trying to get the, the YouTube views up. So if you guys want to subscribe, that would be greatly appreciated. I've been doing a lot more content these days, trying to, you know, release a video at least once a day. And uh, pretty soon I'll actually be having my own room to do like podcasting. So hopefully like that'll, that'll help being able to do a little bit more. So you guys can find me on YouTube under the username Stragosaurus, S-T-R-A-G-O-Saurus. That same username right there. Or you can also just hit the search bar on YouTube, 49K Pod, and my videos should pop up. I'll say this. I think Steph is probably the best in-person production quality of any live podcaster, not just 49ers. I've been on her show, and I, I'm like eating popcorn because she's got all <laughs> kinds of videos and graphics and all you kinds of videos. stuff going I'm on like, stuff. Yeah, I, I can't like the do segue to the videos. Like... <laughs> I'm like, man, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> Go support Steph. Now, before we jump out of here, Steph, one thing. What is a word or a phrase that you feel about the 49ers heading into 2022 that kind of sums up how you feel about this season that's upcoming for the Niners? Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say insulated. Ooh. Because that's a I would have said syllables. I would have said deep, but I feel like they're very deep on defense. But on offense, 
not as much, you know, um, especially when you think about the offensive line. But I say insulated because Trey Lance is probably going into one of the best, if not the best situation of any young second year quarterback in the league, um, you know, with his defense, he, he's going to be protected, man, like from all of the different positions that they have. Uh, pretty much all he has to do is go out there and play his game and not turn the ball over. And I think this team is going to be fine. I freaking love it, man. Insulated. And if you look at the shit, they had two bad seasons. It was injuries, right? Yeah, the injury to Jimmy and all that stuff were insulated. And kind of how they have built a roster is designed to stop one or two injuries from plaguing your season. And I want to say thank you to Timothy. Oh my gosh, incredible. Appreciate your generosity in the super chat. He says dominate. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we see a lot of that this year as well, man. Love all the Ag Fox says, love all the 49ers content creators supporting each other. That's what it's about. There's plenty for everybody to eat. Um, I freaking love that. Uh, this community is incredible. Thank you, CJ. So that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we're going to be out of here. And you Patreon subscribers, y'all better be ready because I'm about to be diving into a couple hours of film today. It's a short week because we play again Thursday. So we got a lot of content coming out on Patreon if you want to see all the offense and defensive uh, break downs those will be up over there but steph thank you again appreciate you anything you want to say before we jump out of here i just had a question what's the hashtag cc that everyone's commenting here so we do a lot of giveaways and anybody that does the hashtag cc in the first uh, couple minutes of a live show um gets entered into giveaways so we keep a running tally and we do t-shirts autographed jerseys all that kind of stuff and so it's just one it helps promote the channel uh because the algorithms with youtube the more comments you get early all that kind of stuff again not my idea uh but it's kind of taken <laughs> off it's done pretty good yeah. it's done pretty good so yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's the hashtag cc there we go countdown crew baby um, all right that's going to do it for us. Steph, thank you so much for your time and you your commitment to this community. You are incredible. And to everybody else, stay strong, faithful. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.